What's up, guys, and welcome to Drum Talk, the podcast where we don't just drum about it, we talk about it. My name is Nate Testa, and this week, I have the pleasure to be joined by my friend, session drummer, actor, if you want to call it that, comedian, and food enthusiast, Tim Bolton. Bolton, I Balt. forgot! Ah! There he is. <laughs> How we doing? How we doing? Good. <laughs> Oh Listen, man! You know when, when I was in seventh grade, you remember those CCS skate magazines? Yes. You, you get skateboards and shoes and everything, and you know you could get them for free, so everybody wanted right. those magazines. Someone called and had a magazine sent to my house, and instead of saying Baltus, it was Tim Ball Piss. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. My mom got the magazine before me and she showed it to me and she's like, Tim, what is this? And she was angry at me. I'm like, Mom, I would not do this. Why would I do this to myself? Terrible. So yeah, oh, Tim Baltus forever. Baltus for ev- for everyone, including myself. Tim Baltus. Yes. Dude, how how you doing today? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. Busy day. Uh edited a bunch of video for my Instagrams and t- uh, TikTok stuff. I was gonna say taco bell i wish it was taco bell but tiktok <laughs> stuff and uh and then i just finished up uh recording uh, a little single for a, a christian artist michael glenn sweet and uh packaged that up set that off and now here we are so how yeah. are you doing Great, great. Actually, I was working on a couple of uh, small little sessions, like I was talking to you before the podcast, and um, yeah, it's just a really cool opportunity, making some loops, making some samples. It's really great, kind of right in the neck of woods of what I do and like stay in the pocket, kind of like boom bap kind of stuff, and it's really interesting. I like it. It's definitely a stretch for me because I'm all kind of like Led Zeppelin, John Bonham, I'm going to hit it hard, let's go, 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 and I was like pulling it back, bringing using lighter sticks, all that different stuff. So it's definitely a stretch. And that was definitely um, something that is pushing me to like think outside the box when it comes to drumming. But yeah, no, I think it's great. And talking about what you do, I think it'd be a great segue to kind of just kind of tell us how you got to this point. Tell us how you uh, did your thing. And then we'll get into our little uh, topics that we have uh, discussed beforehand. Sounds good. Yeah. So I've been drumming for 16 years now. Uh, Started out playing in hardcore bands and then metalcore metalcore turned into uh deathcore and death metal eventually and uh i got in a motorcycle accident and decided uh i I finally felt mortal you know what i mean (laughs) and uh i got my health in shape and there's something about the fat lubricating your joints as a metal drummer because once i lost that fat man everything hurt so I wound up uh, refocusing, changed. Uh, I took lessons on technique as far as grip and uh, throwing the stick and that sort of thing. And for the last uh, eight, nine years now, I've been focusing on groove. And so in that time, uh, I started to really explore the Instagram drum community. Uh, on there, I'm Timbo from Kino, T-I-M-B-O from K-E-N-O. And... Um, I, uh, man, I just, it just built from there. Uh, I started doing session work from there. Um, a producer reached out to me and, uh, he asked me, Hey, have you done remote session work before? And, uh, I said, yeah, I've done that. I lied through my teeth. I lied through my teeth, but you know what? I knew I could handle it. And he gave me a shot and, uh, we went from the first job I took was a a slot machines soundtrack, music soundtrack for a slot machine. I didn't know went, that. 
Yeah, wow. it went from went from that to a lot of like video games, online video games, and then into TV shows, TV specials, movie soundtracks, background music in movies, um, and uh, up and up from there. And uh, though I don't do a lot of commercial work anymore because uh, the budgets just aren't there with COVID and everything, uh, I am fortunate enough to do a little bit of work like I was doing this morning with uh, solo artists. And um, the other thing I do is drumless tracks, which we can, you know, like you were talking about before we started the podcast, that's the new thing is we have to find practice tools for drummers uh, that not only serve uh, the purpose of sort of a metronome type tool, but they're more fun and you can use them in the context of social media posts. You know, it's basically like, you know, a hip hop or an indie indie bed, indie music bed, and, and you're able to throw your drums over it and it sounds great. And it's a lot of fun to play over it. So uh, that's, you know, I do that stuff. I teach and uh, that's about it. You know, I've been uh, uh, basically, I mean, I've been sick for almost five years now. Uh, colloquially, I always like to say I broke my balls. Didn't realize <laughs> it until uh, early 2019 or no early. Yeah. 20. I don't even know what year it is anymore. Early 2020. And, uh, got oh, I didn't know that that was recent. So you like, you actually found that out like recently. So yeah, yeah. It would have been the beginning of last year. I found out that that's what it was. We thought it was a few other things. Wow. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been recovering ever since I got on testosterone last March. And so, uh, I'm living in my mom's basement, living the dream, trying to, you know, get my health back on top. Doc says it's going to be about a 10 year recovery. I'm hoping to do it in about two or three. We'll see Absolutely. what happens. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working my butt off and, you know, just despite being, uh, ill, it doesn't, doesn't stop me from, from working as, as we've already talked about how busy yeah. <laughs> my day has been. So yeah, it's all good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and I can't wait to talk about, uh, what we're here to talk about. Yeah, no, I think that's a great segue because, um, and I think this might even be part of your first point is you being so opened on social media. And that's very hard for a lot of people because they feel like they have to put on this persona. Um, but I won't go too much into it. We're, we're kind of going to cover, um, I like breaking things up into segments. Austin really doesn't. <laughs> He's just like, it's too, uh. <laughs> but, but I like the idea of like kind of giving people five solid points. And we're going to talk about how to be genuine and be yourself while you continue to create content. And I think that's so difficult for a lot of people because they feel like, like I was saying earlier, they feel like they have to put on this persona and not be themselves. Um, I think it's cool to embody some aspects of yourself and then heighten those to create whether characters or whether like a persona that's still an extension of you. But I think we lose ourselves sometimes trying to be something we're not. And then we get stuck into the cycle and yeah, let's just kind of dive into it and you can start and, off with your first point. Yeah, because that's what it is, right? You know, my first point, uh, you know, as far as five ways to be yourself while creating content is be honest. Um, I have a lot of different aspects of my own personality that I like to highlight, whether it's drums, comedy, or my health journey, like I was just talking about. So that's how I make content. Each one of these elements is important to my life. I make videos about drumming the music I love or uh, playing over new music that I found. And that's because I love music and I really love playing drums. And then I also make videos of me doing like silly food reviews or like those crazy karaoke videos because yeah. I love making people laugh. 
And, you know, amidst all these different types of entertaining content, I still be, I'm still real with like the, what, almost 25,000 people that follow me because I do talk about my battle with my health the last five years, because I think transparency is important. I think it shows that, you know, despite what you see on someone's Instagram page or YouTube or TikTok, they're real people. I'm a real person and I'm going through these real tough things in life. And, you know, it shows that life isn't always perfect. So that's important to me. And I think, you know, in, in being honest through this journey, it really shows that anyone can do this. You know, think about the things that make you, you. Maybe it's drums, maybe it's hiking, maybe it's you know, the latest outdoor gizmos or gadgets and say that's you, well, you know, you could make videos of you drumming out in nature and piggyback that onto content of making videos, you know, about your hikes and maybe like videos highlighting some crazy solar panel you have to charge your uh, water ionizer and, uh, you know, whatever it is, that's authentically you. And there's a crowd of people who will appreciate those things, whether it's just the one thing about drumming or just the one thing about hiking or the one thing about gear or all of it, but they show up for you. Um, The other part of it is that if you're not honest, I think you're going to burn yourself out. You know, look at the Instagram drummers who are to take themselves so seriously. And I I know that that can't be these folks a hundred percent of the time, but if that becomes your personality, it's going to burn you out because you're performing then 100% of the time, you know, in the same way that, you know, maybe these folks who, you know, are making content on any platform, I think of TikTok specifically, who are only playing to the trends. And maybe that's not a drummer, but just some Joe Schmo. And if you're just playing to these trends, just for the sake of, you know, trying to get big versus doing these things, doing something because you love it, that's it's going to burn you out. So that's why I think it's just so, so, so important to remain honest in whatever you do online or in person. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things that come to mind for me and mine was kind of along the same, same things of like, like find content or create content that best represents you. And, and that means the real you. And yeah. I think there's a lot of people, whether it be guys or gals that like, you know, will, utilize the idea of oh you know there are a lot of beautiful people in the world and they know it and they know that that gets likes but that 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 might not be essentially what they want to portray but they know it gets likes and you get into this cycle of oh i know i'm gonna get likes for this so i have to do it when in reality you could easily switch base do what you love to do be happier as a person individual and then yeah, sure, you might lose some followers. Sure, you might not have as many likes as you did before, but you're doing your most authentic self. And like you said, is that people are going to gravitate towards that. People see that you are doing what you love and they're going to continue to press that follow or press that like or comment, dude, I love your playing or hey, I think you're doing great at this or the great at that. Like there's just so many things that become more real in those interactions online when you're actually portraying who you actually are. A hundred percent. And I think when we talk about, you know, sort of content, creating content that feels like you, I think we also have to think about format. So my number two point was create in content formats that feel like you. So not just that, you know, you're authentic uh, in the content you create, but in the format, I think this kind of comes from my copywriting background. Um, because when we 
write for businesses, when I write for businesses, I have to think about, you know, who am I writing for? Who's the right. audience? Where is this going to be? Is this a magazine article? Is this a newspaper ad? Is this an online ad? All these different formats require different things of me. So, you know, for me, it's like I try to foster uh, the best connections with other people. And I try to feel the most authentic uh, when I'm creating with video and sometimes with text because I'm a writer. So, so let's talk some situations here. So when I'm making drum-related content, I'm best off preparing video to show off my playing, plus crafting really nice recorded audio because that's something I'm pretty good at doing. Right. And when I make the comedy stuff, the video and audio work, again, becomes part of this skill set. Things change when I want to get serious. You know, in this case, I, I'll turn to text. So if I'm talking about my health, you know, I put my writing to work and I'll write this thing and edit and edit again and proofread it before I'm posting because I want to put out something that's, you know, informative and, and uh, moving to read. Right. So I, I love putting out something that's polished like that. So when you see me post health updates, that's what that is. I'm trying to get my authentic self out there um, about, uh, you know, in a way that talks about this life I'm living. But I also want to do so uh, in a way that where I'm like offering people a message of hope or positivity in the face of something like adversity. Absolutely. So, so like, how do other people do this? I, I think that people need to think about, you know, all right, are you a great photographer? Well, then maybe you post photos to Instagram or Visco or some platform like this. If you're a great writer or Reddit, Reddit's a really good one for images oh, yeah. too. Reddit's great. Yep. If you're a writer, get on Twitter. Uh, if if you're great with on-the-fly video editing, then I think TikTok is the thing, you yep. know. And if you're the kind of person who likes to talk, then maybe you need to be on YouTube or you know making videos there, or maybe you need to just be making a podcast. So think about what content type you're good at making: images, video, audio, text, whatever. Uh, you know, think about which of those types of content you enjoy making. And then make that content that feels authentically you and that shines and then post it to a platform where you know it will shine the brightest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like kind of going off of a, n a number of people, um, Jonathan Ullman kind of pops out to me because even though he's an amazing session musician, I um, mean, you guys can look him up. Uh, I think it's like Jay Ullman on Instagram, I believe. Um, all he does is post pictures. Because he went to school for it. He loves taking pictures. And for in his mindset, because I talked to him about this, he's like, well, I didn't really think people would want to see me play pocket. That's all I play. Because I don't want people to see me playing pocket for like a minute or five seconds or whatever. So he's like, I'd rather utilize the uh, ability that I have to to edit photos, take photos, to uh, to show that to the world. And he loves gear. He loves drums. Obviously, he has a lot of amazing uh, Lugwood drums and stuff like that. So that's an, another cool um, example that I could think of right off the top of my head that really kind of, he leaned into his strengths and, and similarly to myself, like, you know, uh, I didn't want to create content that was going to take so much time out of my day. Cause I knew that I wanted to, especially when everything opens back up, um, I, I like to tour. I like to gig. I like to do be out there and creating short form content for me just makes a lot of sense because it doesn't take a lot of my time. 
and mm. being able to really do all that. And that just, that helps me. It doesn't tie me down to like, oh, I have to make a nine to 10 minute long YouTube video this week or something like that. It just kind of seems dreadful to me in a way. I mean, maybe it's just me not putting in the reps yet, but yeah, it's just, you kind of gravitate towards uh, the content that best suits, like you said, your personality, what you like, your strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think it grows over time as well because I never thought I'd be writing as I do now with like some blog posts and stuff. I never would have thought that. And I love writing in depth, deep, um, like blog posts when I do snare reviews or something like that, it's really fun for me. And I really enjoy that, especially putting like, you know, stuff in my head towards on like paper or typing and stuff like, cause I think sometimes as everyone's hearing right now, <laughs> I can be very fast and all at once and going a hundred miles an hour when I talk. Um, and I think blogging and writing it down tends to slow my brain down. And be like, all right, mm. now I have to really think about this. Let's really dive into this. And so I, I've been learning that about myself. It's really interesting. I I, I really like that. You, you know, and I, I think there's, you know, you were talking about how, you know, you want to focus on things that you can do quickly, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to try to expand your skill set. And I think that's important. But, you know, there is uh, one thing I really like that uh, Jared Falk talks about on Drumeo is kind of lean into your strengths. Yeah. And though I think I think that's it's it's sort of a, a, a two-edged thing. I I say yes, lean into those strengths, but continue to work on weaknesses or new skills. Either way. And so, you know, part of leaning into those strengths kind of goes right into my next point, which is use the tools that you thrive using. So we've already talked about we're going to be honest in the content we make. We're going to choose the format that works best for us. But you also, when you're making that content, need to think about the tools that work best for you, too. So as an example, I'm an idiot. So I use it. <laughs> I use iMovie most of the time. But here's the thing, you know, can you tell that I'm using iMovie in my comedy videos? Maybe, maybe not. I've tricked professionals. When I worked in a corporate setting, I tricked the video guy at our giant corporation because uh, he thought I was using Final Cut and here I am using iMovie. <laughs> you know, you just have to do That's it in awesome. a tasteful, skillful way for sure. And yeah. so, you know, working in iMovie feels like I'm playing drums on my little classic Maple Ludwig kit. It's comfortable in the same way. It's comfortable. I know what it can do and I know how to make it do things that other people don't know. Like they can't even do that with the thing so so it's a great tool for me final cuts a little more clunky right now but i'm still working on it and and i know it can be powerful like you know it's like it's like thinking about a kit that has like two kick drums and like 12 toms and like 20 cymbals like terry bozio's kit it's it's just it's too much for me you know gene krupa uh he was asked way back in the day uh why he doesn't play a bigger drum set and he replied he said something like I haven't even mastered this small kit yet, so why the heck would I want more? <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I mean, look at my kit. Half the time I'm playing four drums, a, a crash ride, a ride, and a, and a yeah. set of hats. And so, you know, people out there, if you're skilled at editing photos on your phone instead of dumping them into a computer and using Photoshop or something, some retouching software, do it on your phone. 
Yeah. If if you're if you're killer at creating amazing audio in GarageBand instead of using Logic or Pro, Pro Tools, then use GarageBand. Uh, and if you use tools that allow you to create, j- just I guess it's just to say, use tools that feel uh, feel like you, you know, and uh, use the tools you thrive using. And if it creates a good product, then who cares how you made it? Yeah, the process isn't important in this case. Uh, the final product is important, and if people connect with that final product, that's that's all you got to care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just just to reiterate, man, it's like just don't use this as an excuse not to learn new things. But yeah. it's just to say, you know, it's a time thing for me. It's a time thing. Social media in particular is just it's one of those things where you have to post so frequently, right? So like. I have completely streamlined the way I make Instagram videos and I can make them really quickly. Um, I literally, I pumped out uh, a week of videos in one hour, one hour. Yeah. And and so, you know, in the same way, then since I've made, since I've scrunched that time down to get all that video done so quickly, what I should take from that, is I can take the time to either work on other social media stuff, you know, different new skills. Um, and for me, what I'm taking right now is I'm taking that extra time just to work on my health because, well, my my body is broken. So, oopsie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point. And uh, I don't think I've, I don't think I ever said this before, but up until October, November of last year, I made all of my content while filming, editing all of it directly from my phone. I never was able to, I I didn't get a MacBook until literally last year. So it would be like me using a zoom Q2N to do the audio, make it all at least decent as much as you can do it. And then I would like take that and it it would come with a video too. So basically I would upload both videos from my phone and from that, drop it on a computer, uh, use Google Photos to upload it so I could download <laughs> it onto my phone. <laughs> and then and then I would take both of them, put them in InShot, and cut the video of the Q2N, keep the audio, overlay that with the video from my phone. And I did that for years from wow. old school, like old TikTok videos, old Instagram videos, whether it was holding my phone, pointing it somewhere, propping it up somewhere. Um, another person I think is like highly underrated with this is Stan Bicknell, who likes takes his phone and puts it on some milk crates and just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's all he does. And he's like, he has what over a hundred thousand followers or something. It's wild. Yeah. Insane. And so I, I think it's really just along with learning new things to even get started, me and Austin have talked about this before, is like to, to even get started is, is the huge first step. And just to start making content and, and then starting to editing and using the tools that you have and growing and using different editing softwares and stuff. Um, but just being willing to start, I think that's what people get scared the most of. And they're not even able to express themselves, not even able to get to this mm-hmm. point that we're even talking about because they won't even start. And so as I gave the example right there, I hope you guys hear that like you can use your phone and just go and figure out a way that you can create content that brings people value that you could be yourself on and that 
is fun and easy to make, or maybe it's more long form content. I know a lot of people that use their phone to create YouTube videos, long form YouTube videos. You can do it. You just have to be diligent and not scared of what people think or rejection or anything like that. And I kind of, I know I kind of went on a tangent, but like, I think that's really important for especially the younger listeners that are potentially listening to this, that might be scared to post their first piece of content. Good content is good content. I don't care if it came off an iPhone or an Android or like a Game Boy Pocket, you know, whatever you yep. got, use it. And, but I think it's, you know, this kind of leads into my next point too, which is, you know, you kind of like, you were kind of uh, alluding to like, just get started, right? And I think that that kind of, it's harder for different people with different types of personalities when we think of like extroverts versus introverts. And so my fourth point was, Use your personality type to your advantage to connect with other people's in the ways that you want to connect with others. So like I grew up being an extrovert. I was the guy at punk rock shows when I was 12, 13. I was talking to everybody and intermingling and having a great time being this little kid entertaining the whole group. But the older I got, you know, the more I tended to become what people have dubbed the extroverted introvert. So like, I don't mind entertaining and I don't, you know, I don't mind being out there. Obviously not in a pandemic. I ain't going out in a freaking pandemic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It, 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 it's, it drains me more than it used to. And so, you know, the things that seem to fill me up are conversations like this uh, on a podcast or DMs, texts, calls, hangs I have with close friends and family. Yeah. And uh, so this type of personality and the communication that comes along with it can determine how I can best connect with people on digital social platforms. Yeah. I don't mind shooting comments back and forth and I don't mind putting content out there, uh, you know, for everybody to consume, but I really love DMing people. And then I love having phone conversations with those people that I connect with and video chats. You know, just, it feels more personal and I feel like both parties just get more out of this whole thing. And and so since like this is authentic to me, I tend to try and aim for these latter types of communication with folks. If uh, if someone, you know, has questions about drum stuff, I might shoot them a, an Instagram message with like the voice reply thing. Yeah. And, you know, and if uh, if someone wants to talk about scheduling lessons, then I might text with them off of Instagram or literally just have a phone call or a FaceTime chat. So this again is it's authentic to the way I live my everyday life. Right. So, you know, again, how do we, how do we apply this? If you're not uh, Timbo from Kino, um, I think, you know, maybe <laughs> you, you don't have to communicate out in public. You don't have to make a ton of comments. You know, if it doesn't feel comfortable, maybe you want to connect with people and you do it via DMs, if that yeah. feels more comfortable. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with shooting an, a DM to someone out of the blue. That's like standard operating procedure. Absolutely. Now. I get something like probably 75 to 100 new DM requests every week. So shoot someone a message if they're famous or not. And if 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 uh, maybe you get to voice or video sooner. Uh, you know, maybe what you could do is, you know, if you really want to get to that really personal level, like a, uh, like a FaceTime kind of thing, be courteous, but maybe ask like, Hey, could we video chat on Instagram for 10 minutes sometime in the next week? I'd really love to ask you a question about whatever polyrhythms or paradiddles or poodles or whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. 
you know but i'll bet especially in the drumming community most drummers would be glad to give you 10 minutes and you know i i always love to say that we are a community uh more than most other uh musicians you know remember that uh one story i always like to tell is i was at the chicago drum show one year and it uh there were two event halls in this building on one side you had the drums and on the other side, you had uh, this, they called it the Texas Guitar Show. I don't know why the Texas Guitar Show was in Chicago. They need to get the heck out, right? We're here for hot dogs and drums. But at the drum show, uh, you know, it's super loud. And, uh, you know, everybody's hanging out and having a great time. And you just hear laughter. And it's just a roar. It's a party in there. And I had to go over to the guitar show side because I was obviously buying as many drums as I could stuff into my car and the ATM was <laughs> over on the guitar show. <laughs> so I run over there and as I'm walking over to the ATM, it's 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 a stark difference. It's so it's so easy to recognize just because it's so stark a difference from the other side is so like everybody's quiet and I'm looking around and people are just like looking at the floor. They're not talking and I mean you could hear uh, someone, you know, drop a penny or something in this hall it was insane <laughs> so it's just to say that don't be a guitarist no it's not what I'm oh saying, my god what, <laughs> what i'm saying is the drum community is there for each other so if you have questions about drumming recording social media or whatever reach out to me reach out yeah. to a drummer you admire and i'll bet if uh, most of most of them are good people and i'll bet that they'll probably shoot you a dm back yeah, that that's actually how um I got to learn a lot of things earlier on when I had my my Instagram page is I would try to just and I still do. I I just want to learn as much as possible and I would just hit up drummers that had a bigger following than me or that's how I ended up getting the like I reached reached out to to Rich to do the um social media for drummers I like. Like all that stuff just really just like reaching out to people and they all got back to me, like every single one of them. I don't think I remember anybody that didn't get back to me. And mm. if they didn't, it, I would, I would say this: if somebody doesn't get back to you, do not take it in the wrong way. They probably had a a lot of people, like you say, you have seventy five people hitting you up every single week. It's hard to keep up with all that stuff sometimes. And so, don't feel bad if somebody doesn't. Just go on to the next person that you want to learn from, you want to ask a question from, that you feel you can, like, just like a sponge, just pull it all in together. And so I think it's really helpful and encouraging to be able to say, Hey, there's a lot of people on Instagram. There's a lot of people on TikTok that you can reach out to and get a wealth of, of knowledge from in just a couple of clicks in a couple 100%. of, yeah, there's so much. And it doesn't even have to be Benny Greb or Thomas Lang or some of these big name drummers. It could be some Joe Schmo that has 20,000 followers like me that says, Hey, like, can you help me with my drums? They sound terrible. Sure. Yeah. I, I try to answer as many, if not all DMS that I get just because I want to make sure that I am giving the most of the people that are following me. I don't just want to be this person that is, uh, closed off to the people and you only get me when you pay for it no that's stupid like be helpful to people that don't have the be to the five-year-old kid that's looking to play drums or or the 12 year old that's trying to learn how to tune his snare and he was asking questions because he's listening to a bunch of music and he's wondering how this snare sounds the way it does and he can't get it to sound like that there's so many things 
that can be learned by simply just being willing to put yourself out there and say, hey, let me let me text this person real quick and or let me message this person real quick on on Instagram or, or TikTok and, and see if I get a response. Let me tell you, let me tell you, if a 12 year old's having a problem with their snare, I'm just going to say this. No one should have to suffer through a poorly tuned CB drum set. All right, <laughs> please. If your friend has a wine red CB drum set, please help them tune that thing, please. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I had that problem. Uh, the the kit that I actually have right now is like the first one I had since I was like six. So, and I got that like three, Is that that years Pearl? Ago. The Pearl one, yeah, dude. I think yeah. that kid's dope. That it's kid's amazing. Dope, no, it's I got it for his steal, bro. I remember somebody hit, it was, um, I think it was Matt Dudley on, uh, oh, yeah. is that his last name? Yeah, he's on, Twi- he's on Twitter a lot. And I posted up a picture of it. And he's like, dude, when I was in like, I think he was in high school in band. He's like, I saw that kit and wanted that kit so bad. And here's my little rickety self in 2016, <laughs> getting it on Craigslist for 350 bucks with symbols and stands and everything. And he's like, Amazing. dude, that's a steal. I'm like, yeah, no. And pe- it was great. Like on a side note, like I was able to hit up Pearl. I didn't know what it was. So I'm like, where, when did this kit get made? And it's like super tangent. Um, and I hit up Pearl's like, um, customer service email or whatever and they got back to me and like hey send us some pictures we'll try to get and figure it out like what you have um and they did they got back to me it's like oh it's a 1999 pearl elx export kit here are the specs here's the color it's discontinued here's all this i was like this is i still have the email it's great so yeah but if you have a cb please take timbo's advice give somebody give him a dm CB, dude. You know, and that was my first drum set when yeah. I was when I was fifteen. Uh, I was playing bass still in bands, and I remember, um, you know, the guys we couldn't find a drummer, and so the guys are like, "Well, Tim, you can kind of play drums. You need to figure it out. Get a drum set." <laughs> so, so I go to school the next day. I go to homeroom, and Tony Ambrosini's there. I said, Tony. Tony, I don't know what I'm going to do. These guys want me to play drums. I don't, I, can't, I don't have a drum set. I can't afford a drum set. I'm 15 years old. And, and Tony says, listen, I'm going to sell you this drum set for $10. Come by my house tomorrow. So I had my ma drive me over to Tony's. He sold me a wine red CB kit with That's a bunch amazing. of hardware stuff, $10. I couldn't believe it. But here's this goes right into my fifth point, right? Is you know, I'm talking about my story and I got to say the only story that you can rely on is your own. And this Absolutely. is sort of like be honest, but really, and it's, it's about authenticity, but I think there's a little more to this. So, so know that your story is enough. Like you are always enough. Your story is always enough for a long time. I didn't know why anyone would care about me, a drummer working in his mom's basement in, <laughs> under four feet of snow in Wisconsin. And then, you know, this guy hires me out of California and eventually for him, I'm doing recordings for Disney and Fox, you know, stuff that goes on to literally win Grammys. Wow. So, you know, as that's happening, more people are watching my my video content and I gained a lot of respect from these folks. There was a lot of reach. You know, I I remember going to Nam in uh, this was winter of 19 
And, and my favorite story was Scott uh, McPherson, the tackle instrument dude. Yeah. Uh, drummer for Elliot Smith and a bunch of others. He, he, he was taking, he's basically parading me around and everybody <laughs> knew who I was. And, and I remember one of the last people we saw was uh, Udo from uh, Minel USA. Yep. And, uh, and I remember, uh, you know, Scott says, Oh, Hey Udo, this is my, my friend, Tim. And Udo's looking at me real serious. Like he's trying to figure out who I am. And then I see his eyes brighten up. He says, Oh, you are the funny guy. <laughs> so it's like, you know, uh, I, it's, it's moments like that, that I feel like I'm enough. And even through this chronic illness stuff I'm working through, I still try to remember that I'm enough and that my story's enough. You know, sometimes it might feel like uh, the life you've lived, the life you're living might be boring and that it doesn't feel like a story that needs to be told. But I really think that we can learn something from every single person out there and what they have to say about the experiences they lived. Again, it comes back to that we're a community. Drummers are a community. You don't need to make up some crazy background story. I don't have to say that my dad was a circus clown and then was a a, a cocaine circus. mogul and a bought circus. me he bought me a, a a train from you know UP that I could drive from Chicago you know to the West Coast. I don't what? need to tell them. Listen, I don't know. All right, we're making it up on the fly. Here. We're making it up. That's the th- I don't need to make up a story. That story might be ridiculous and insane, but I don't need to make it up. I'm I'm ridiculous and as sane as I need to be. So. You don't ignore your story or your background and become, you know, one of these stone faced, serious drummers cranking out heel toe kick parts and gospel chops because you're trying to please people. If you're a grocery store stocker putting toilet paper in a pile at a grocery store who comes home and loves to play speed metal on your drum set, that's enough. That's a that's a great story. I want to hear yeah. about toilet speed metal guy. All right, <laughs> and we need to hear that story. So tell your story as it is, and uh, we we're here for it. We're all here for it. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's something that I'm also a pretty big Gary V fan, and uh, that's something that he preaches a ton. Is that like like people are always coming in like I'm having such a hard time like creating content and being consistent with it and all this stuff he's like just take people along for the journey take people along your journey and whether that whether that's you being the uh toilet paper guy at Publix and then you're <laughs> and then you're going home and playing like if you could prop up a video camera if you could prop up your phone you can be able to show people, hey, this is what I'm doing currently. This is what I'm into right now. Maybe I'm into John Mayer right now. Maybe I'm into some heavy metal. Maybe I'm into some country music. Like, whatever you are in your journey, that's content. It is. And yeah. yet that's something that you can take people along for. And whether it's five people or ten people or a thousand people, everyone that like, – like you said earlier, everyone that's there is there to see your journey to see what you're up to, to see what you're doing. And that could be just updating people that you enjoy talking to about your family or about having kids or whatever that case is. It doesn't even have to be like legit content. Everything's legit content. When Mm -hmm. it's coming from you and it's authentic and it's what you want to put out and it's not trying to be hidden from anyone or this like this mask that you're putting on. If it's you, it matters. Yeah, it does. I agree. And it's it's such that's such a great way to kind of really 
round it all out and and kind of close it out per se um is there any like things that you would say to to people that are really trying to go down that journey of of i mean like we just talked about but maybe just a little bit more of the people are going down that journey and they're trying to find that middle of being themselves creating great content and and trying to put it all together like what's some final notes that or tips that you would give somebody take advantage of free resources uh youtube is a great free resource huge dming a drummer about a single question is a great resource and if you need to take the time to spend some money to learn you know whether it's getting a, a udemy course you know one of these online courses about how to use logic software or whatever or get a teacher. You know, this is stuff that I teach too. I teach social media usage. I teach content marketing, uh, recording, mixing, video, uh, all of these sorts of things on top of drumming. So, you know, uh, Dave Stark uh, is part of the Percussive Art Society. I'm on the Percussive Art Society's drum sets committee. Yeah. And so uh, Dave put a video out recently that said, um, basically something to the effect of uh it's great to study with me but study with me if you need to study the things that i can teach the things that i'm ready you know mm, best at good. teaching yeah so find the right teacher for what you're trying to put out there um and really that's it is like never stop learning but always keep doing that's what it comes down to never stop learning but take that first step put content out there test Test, test, and test again. I test when I post posts. I test how I post posts, in what order I'm going to post a, a, a normal Instagram post versus a reel during the day, at what time and all that. On TikTok, I tested today put, putting up a video where I was using sausages like nunchucks. I you saw know? that. <laughs> and so, so it's like, you know, whatever it is, just it, it, it's the internet. <laughs> it's the internet. You're not going to break it. And what you're putting out there doesn't matter. So just do it. It's yeah. it's for fun. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Just do it. All right. Nike can sue me. <laughs> Grandma Timbo has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, guys, I think that's really great to kind of round it all out. And one thing I will add is also be okay with criticism. Um, I've learned to adapt to those negative comments and utilize them in a way that is not as um, demonstrative as a negative comment should be towards someone and really just be willing to say, you know what, that person might be coming from another perspective, another opinion. Um, and I try to understand where they're coming from when it comes to that. And I also try to say, hey, you know what? Is there something that I could fix? Like everyone talks about my snare stand. I probably know I could fix. <laughs> I probably know I can <laughs> add this, add the snare stand that I, uh, the other snare stand that I have that's a little bit more bulky. And I honestly like using the one I have right now. Um, but it's a good perspective to be able to put your pride aside and say, yeah, I probably could be. They're right. Like they're not wrong in their analysis of what's what I'm doing. It's not particularly correct. And you probably wouldn't be using it for someone like me that is hidden as hard as I am. Um, but at the end of the day, like it kind of goes back to, well, I enjoy using it. 
I do. And I, I think it's it's also reveal people, it makes you comment. So I'm gonna keep it up. You want well, me to take it down? Too. I'm gonna yeah. co- <laughs> you know, it, that's constructive criticism and that's great too. But like, I think the other thing we have to tell people is like, don't worry about the freaking trolls. There's a ton of trolls on YouTube. There are. There's a ton of trolls on Instagram now and even on TikTok. I had a comment the other day. I just pulled up the screenshot here. Can't believe people like this trash or even <laughs> think it's remotely funny. I'd imagine <laughs> he is a toddler following or has a toddler following. So apparently all my followers are toddlers. Here's another one. I'm one so of them. So awful. Here, what is this here? Uh, oh, this is, where's is the good one here? I actually just see disrespectful behavior without musical talent. And as a music lover, I don't think it's funny. I think it's childish. Sorry. So listen, people can say this stuff all day and it only matters if you if you care about it and i don't yeah. care i you know something my brother always told me is that he doesn't give a neff about anything anything work school he just does what he has to do but he doesn't care and and not totally obviously you want oh yeah to no no i get that do. no i get but what you're you saying know, yep it's it's in the sense that especially in the face of adversity whether that's a troll or like what i'm dealing with with this chronic illness don't care just keep going the way you were going and yeah. it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. And I even remember, and this is kind of round that off what you said. Like I even remember when you were taking all the medicine and stuff and you were a little quiet on, on, on social media, but still posting at some mm-hmm. point you weren't posting as much as you are now. Cause now you've kind of adjusted to the, the situation you're taking the right medicine, stuff like that. Uh, but you were still kind of, chugging along and pushing through it and under like i would know i know for instance like with my wife and she got into an accident like five years ago car mm-hmm. accident and uh so her back's been all all out of whack and stuff and finally we're going to like a chiropractor that's like we finally understand what's going on and i think mm-hmm. that's a relief of when you're going through so much over the past five years or whatever the case is to finally figure out what's going on. And you're like, Oh man, now I can hit this hard and figure and like get, get over it. So it motivates you even more, no matter what you're going through. And it definitely, as it did you encourage you to do what you love and and, and keep pursuing and keep going, knowing that it's just going to get better each and every day. Are there going to be bad days? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to use those great days that you had to be able to push you. So, you know what? I've had great days in the past. This bad day is going to pass over. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be able to pursue the next day and the next day and the next day. And yes, whether you have broken balls or not, you're going to have a bad day. I'm going to tell you right now. So to those folks out there with perfectly functioning gonads, I tell you, take advantage of the good days and don't or, you know, it's okay. It's okay to have a bad day. Validate those feelings. They are valid. But just remember, a good day is coming. So on that note, I thank you for this good day right here, my friend. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. No problem. No problem. And I will uh, send us out by doing my best Grandma Timbo impression. Please. Okay, fellas, if you know, <laughs> on this podcast, we don't just drum about it. We talk about it. I, I'm going to all right, guys. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, it's Grandma Timbo. Here's a song about Elton John. I think it's going to be a long, long time. 
feel a touchdown on the ground Cause I am a flying to the Philippines I gotta tan my thighs, I gotta tan my knees I wanna be a good looking granny I better get some peanuts in a glass of wine